Uh, Yay. So, yeah, I'm going to force a, an intro in here. Check this out. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> this is Is It Worse Than 311. I'm R. Crow. I'm joined today with uh, Perry Reed and Robert Slusher. We like to call him Robo Slush. Uh, we're going to be talking Wait, about Icelandic singer, songwriter, uh, experimental musician in general, um, Bjork. I would try to say the last name, but I'm from America and I'm too lazy to learn another language. Eat shit. Hey, this was a good one. <laughs> not bad, not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I got a little tired of some of it, but like all of it was, all of it, there was nothing bad except maybe the sugar cubes. You know, there was nothing that was like, oh, God, I just, I just can't. Oh, uh, the sugar cubes, man. I expected like a little bit more when I was like, before I, I, you know, I did a gloss over uh, a few things and was like, oh, okay, sugar cubes. And then you get to that and you're like, oh, it's bad. It's not. Okay. It's, that, that's, like the, the music's well, fine. That's that. The music's totally fine and all, you know, like as far as alternative rock goes, but it's not like. Yeah, but I'd rather listen to fucking homogenic like that. I'd rather listen to fucking Bjork. Like, yeah, yeah, no. And that's even like the songs with that are Bjork are fine, but then all the other people come in and it's like it sounds like it doesn't match necessarily like yeah but you could say that about her later albums too uh, sure that sure. one fu- that one fucking dude who sounds like a troubadour like i just picture him with like a loot dude like anony anthony fuck. and the johnsons that guy fucking rocks <laughs> that guy does fucking rock. and also that he guy isn't a belts. guy actually i think i don't they. i think that he's complete they are yeah they're non-binary they're well yeah regardless uh have you ever seen? Have Bel- you ever seen them? They look like it's like me. Like, let me take the hat off and exa- okay. It's like me. It's like Uncle Fester plus like uh, you know a, a little bit of weight here and there, but like just glam. Uh, they the used fuck to have out. long hair. They used to have long hair. I thought it was they like used long to have, like, blonde hair, hair right? That was uh, really. I thought it was dark hair. The last I time I, I thought- saw them was when they were on a show to say basically uh, F you to the Grammys or Grammys or the, no, not the Grammys, well, the fuck, uh, yeah, fuck. Academy Awards because um, either one, they, they're, they're very political. <laughs> and like that year was, I think when they did drone bomb me, which is like a really dark song anyway. Uh, That's but they a, were, yeah. they were had dark br- br- brown hair. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm fucking seeing some other shit too. I might be thinking of somebody else, but the, still, it I would could uh, be more recent though. If you, if you like art pop stuff, like, I don't think they've done anything in, in a while, but worth checking out. All of the number of things that Bjork, the people that Bjork worked with, fucking okay, yep. blew me away. I, I honestly thought that we were, I'm surprised we're not. Uh, I thought we were going to end up talking about Chumbawamba again. And I thought we were going to end up talking about the X again, which didn't didn't happen. That's fine. But uh, I was really, because the circles are so similar when it comes down to like, she worked with the uh, Crash Records people, you know? Yep. She worked with Current 93, who also like, does a bunch of work with random, random, random ass people. Uh, Steve Ignorance on one of their albums from Crass, and and I mean they, I I really like Current ninety three. It's really obscure, like goth folk stuff. Some of it's just goth music, I guess, early on, but um, not exactly for everybody. But all, all that, uh, those people are all people that like associate with the Chumba Wumba and the the X and and that like Euro Scandinavian post-punk type of music that Bjork was just solid in just part like the Bjork is the Icelandic equivalent of that whole 
anarcho-punk, obscure, existentialist, weird, independent record label shit. Dude, her husband's oh, is Matthew Barney, right? That guy's weird. He's famous for the Cremaster cycles. He's like he's like every film student's wet cool. dream in in, in yeah. the Bachelors, you know? Like he his Absolutely movies are super hard to watch and incredibly <laughs> art. But yeah, like since you bring since you're bringing it up like all right now, fucking uh my my absolute my favorite of the Bjork solo stuff was the uh what 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 is that what is the name of the I don't have my fucking notes. Drawing restraint number nine. Draw, yeah, that. Yeah. And and, uh, and you, Robert, you were saying that how you were going to go find the movie and uh, and and watch it, you know, because I, I I don't know. I really, really, really like the music. I really, really like the soundtrack. It's very it's like stark. It's this beautifully like you can hear the like saliva in people's mouths as they're like enunciating and like it's done purposely and it's done. It's like this person is in your fucking ear and then they bounce around. It's just it's it's crazy. It's like a fucking uh uh, like a Scott Walker album or something like the that. Japanese but then I looked up track. Yeah. Oh. That, that, well, I looked, so I looked up <laughs> yeah, the fucking, movie. the movie, you know, and the first thing I thought was, well, Hey, I can't find it like that's whatever, but the clips I could find of it. I was like, Oh yeah. 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 I don't need to watch this. This is the kind of movie that like I go to a gallery and there's like a weird room it's like playing built. In bed, yep. <laughs> yeah. There's like a dark room with like three people mm-hmm. standing in it. You walk in and you're like, Oh, okay. I could watch this for five minutes and then go check out some more sculptures or something, some, you know? Some crazy benches and some crazy sculpted thing, and you're just right. supposed to sit there and watch, like, the, okay. the, the bench cool. is probably just, like, a literally, like, a long white rectangle that's, like, dropped on the floor type of thing, <laughs> yeah. positioned right in front of it. It's beautiful. Like, I want, like, I miss going to galleries and shit, you know? I want to go, fuck, that sounds great. I would love to walk into a room that's set up to... D- watch a movie with Bjork and have that crazy ass soundtrack happening along with it. That sounds fantastic. Uh, Dude, if especially the sound, if they had a good sound system in there for that, that would have been, yeah, not gonna right. lie, that'd be pretty cool. Right. But I don't know about, I'm okay. Not seeing it at home. I'm not going to sit through, you know, I don't think, I think, I don't think I missed much in most of his, uh, what's the, uh, the crime wave. That's the name of them, right? I think of it's Crem master cycles. Crem master. What yeah, the fucking weird there. Those are fucking weird movies. Yeah. I yeah. have only seen clips and bits of it because I had a couple of friends who were working on film degrees in college at, at a liberal, tiny liberal arts college. And they were like, check this movie now. And I was like, I mean, I don't. I I find it interesting what people do with film that's like not pop cultures type of stuff. I'm totally into that. But like an hour and a half of incoherent. <laughs> uh, I mean, the closest thing I can I can think to it is like a, like a that David Lynch film where at the end it's just like monsters that come out of a diner. Like I can't think of what it's called. The acting is intentionally horrible. And it's just like the whole movie is just hard to watch and painful. And I was like, why? What did I just watch? Like, that's what those movies are. Uh, and again, something that, like, if it was playing on the wall of a gallery would be fucking just great. Just bananas. Go for it. You know, I don't, I don't care. That's in a dark cool. room. I can look yeah. at it. Yeah. Or even like with a bunch of sculptures. So, you know, sometimes you find those ones yep. where it's like mm. the lighting's pushed away from the wall so you can actually see the projection or whatever so that's cool but or if it was projected uh, on the floor and i was walking through it <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, just, yeah art I, like hashtag I, art i went you know I, I my my degree that i didn't i didn't get but what i was going for was uh uh digital media but it motion graphics and what it really was was a combination of of, of uh film and 
2D, 3D animation, basically, right? Uh, Hated 3D. Oh man, I don't even want to go into it. But the uh, I never, I never even finished any of the 3D projects. I had like one of the. I just started getting into it, and then like it it was all of a sudden like, oh fuck, I'm homeless. I can't continue going to school because you're too expensive. Uh, But the uh, fucking like those shitty art films. You better believe I made a couple shitty art films like that. You know what I mean? They're just like, here's some nonsense. This is like the texture of dirt. And I like shook it around and then I'm going to fade it into like a picture of a wall. And the wall's just going to sit there for a little bit with like ominous noise. And here you go. That's my student project. A, thanks for the A. So, yes, I did spend I, time editing that. That's nice. Thank you. That's nice of you. I, th- I think that it's it's good that people are doing that, and also I think people should experience that more often. I think that they should be out of their comfort zones, and they shouldn't have have only media that presents to them some sort of clean package narrative that ends with like a love story punchline and everyone walks away happy. Like I have so many peers and, 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 and human beings that I know that are just like unwilling to watch that kind of thing because they're like, there's already enough suffering in the world. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what the world is. If that's your, if like, if you're just trying to escape from it, I get it. But like, if you're watching so much TV that that's all you do, then the suffering is the TV itself. So might you might as well pop some suffering on there because I mean, <laughs> like, put some pop art up. Some suffering, uh, every, bitches. Every occasion, occasionally, just pop some suffering up because I mean, you need to make sure that you remember where you are stuck on the couch, you know. But um. Yeah, well, it's even worse lately with streaming and everything and just pumping oh, fucking content out now. Like, I, it, the fucking level of it is just insane now. Where, it, you know what keeps yeah, happening not, to me? Like, is that I keep getting a, a new subscription service and I'll watch up the only things I'm interested in. And may, then, you know, a couple more extra things that they have that are like low budget, not my favorite. And then I'll, like a week goes by and I'm like, fuck, I got nothing here. Like, I don't want to watch any of this. I already I got that resubscribed, you know, for the third time. And then I end up canceling it. Or I end up, like, right now being like, fuck, do I have a HBO and a Hulu? Peacock? And, yeah, like, which, which ones do I need to get rid of? Which ones well, have I already seen? I've, got, I've come full circle on my downloading shit. So I've always uh, done stuff to get movies. Uh, <laughs> But uh, for the most part, TV shows and things like that, I've had, a, like, you know, did Hulu and Netflix. So I was kind of covered for the most part for the shows that I enjoyed, especially Hulu. Like a lot of the shows like Bob's Burgers or any of those kind of animation shows, they I get to all watch the, them the next like, all the I mainstream get to watch them cartoons the next day. Like Hulu, I keep because of the mainstream cartoons. Yep. That, yeah. But like even even so, you get to watch them the next day. So if Bob's Burgers airs on Sunday monday night is now our bob's burgers night in our household like because that's when it airs for us so i have no problem start like paying for this shit which again hulu and disney plus are going to be staples regardless but like all of a sudden like i've realized i've come full circle now where now it's like i'm looking at other shows that i wouldn't mind watching and it's like oh now you're on another fucking streaming service that now i have to pay another fucking 7.99 no thanks I'm gonna nope. torrent that bitch. Like, yep. I'm, I, I can only, I can only have so many streaming services before what? Before back to paying cable prices for fucking cutting cable. Like, Th- this episode stupid. of uh, this episode of Is It Worse than Three Eleven brought to you by any VPN service that you want to use. Fucking <laughs> uh, do that. I use Ghost. Forty dollars a month. Uh, for cyber internet Access. <laughs> 
They're, they don't pay me, but I'm using CyberGhost, and they've been pretty solid. Linux, yeah. Mac, um, and Windows. So, <laughs> I, so with with the the media of Matthew Barney, he's like completely bizarre. But I think that Bjork ma- manages to straddle the line of being artistically bizarre and also listenable. You know, like she's made it. She's done a great job of and over her long career of playing music that like is like fits into a style of being like you know anti-establishment in, to a degree and just bizarre, but still being pop music often. Um, even if the instrumentation is strange or uh, the the choice of like rhythms that she uses, she still like really focuses in on these like interesting, beautiful pop moments that are just like glorious. And on every album, I'm, there's not a single album most, that doesn't have a song that I'm like, wow, I can't believe this is pop music. Most of her solo yeah. albums have a um, at least like one or two dance songs. On them, you know, and they're experimental dance songs, but most of her albums have a couple of like rooted back to dance style of music, and that's uh, and the, or like electronic dance beats and things like that. But so the, she does some really interesting things, like um, uh, I, you know, towards her later albums, she she definitely uh, really gravitated with a lot on the the ambient side. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, uh, so with Biophilia, for instance, I, I got kind of like, okay, uh, you know, right off the bat, started listening, was like, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I get the vibe of this, so I started to scrub a little bit, and all of a sudden I scrubbed a little bit in the fucking song change, and so I'm like, oh, nope, gotta scrub back now. Yep. So then I ended up listening to the entire fucking album, because every time I did that, the song changed enough where I was like, whoa, oh. I gotta, I have to go back and see that transition to where it got. And there was like like one track that I was actually like, whoa, with the change of it. Because it was like literally halfway through. I think it was like Mutual Core or some shit like that. Like halfway through, the beat just got like this industrial like fucking rhythm to it. That was just like, whoa, okay. Okay, Bjork, what, what, what you got there? So, yeah, but, it, it's- she, but she uses that stuff as like a... Like, like Torzo's like in that one, Biophilia, I... Um, at first, that wasn't one of my favorites, but I then I went back and looked at it, and I had actually put like three songs off that album on my playlist, even though the rest of it. Well, mutual. She's so she starts doing like it seems to me like those first couple, the first three even the are more like Euro dance based and club based music with the weird stuff happening, and then she gets into uh, with like Vespertine and fucking um, uh, Medulla, it gets to be more of these like artful like string and voice arrangements. And then when you get into Volta and, and biophilia, it's just like almost like she's using those like traditional musical styles, like abstract traditional musical styles and uh, to like move in and out of these like dance tracks. And it's really, really cool the way it develops and falls apart. And like uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing that it it definitely made me step back from both Volta and that one and be like, Oh man, I don't, necessarily like i'm not feeling all of this right now because i don't want all this like atmospheric shit and then all of a sudden there'd be like some fucking like you said an industrial beat comes in uh well uh and volta for me i think really picked up on some of the remix shit that they did with that like there was like at least three different albums or extra eps or whatever uh with just remixes and certain things from that album that i thought were fucking pretty heavy like they were like okay cool uh, but, uh, Medulla, wasn't that the one that was like all vocal? Uh, I think yeah. that, uh, using some, obviously some programming like looping 
and things like that. But like it was still sampled from somebody's like like vocal range. So right, right. So the one that had beatboxing on it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. like oh, the yeah, one that had cool. the triumph of the heart or whatever at the end. Which like I remember getting through that album and was like, okay, like you know, listening to it and I, you know, you kind of grasp that like throughout it, everything's done with like acapella. But with like some looping and, and whatnot, but like all of a sudden you get to that last track where it comes in pretty heavy with some of that, and you're just like, whoa, okay. Fucking... And I think that happens every fucking album where there's at least one track that I'm like taken aback. Yeah, that, uh, like well, this is actually really cool. Like actually, though, I gotta, I gotta because this is a perfect time for me to interject. Like one of the things that I, I did note: the last two albums don't really have but, that. They They're, were more the ambient. That's what I yeah, was, yeah. That, which is really cool. Which is really and Ar- Arca is also has a big part on Utopia. The last and one, last Arca's one. Yep. really interesting to me. But again, one of those things that I uh, like. There's an album they have that's like, I think it's them or a person with like these weird like grayish chrome teeth and like strange eyes. Uh, that album's okay. I've listened to it a few times. It's not exactly like indie pop and like that kind of thing. I, I, I dig it, but it's not something I go to often, often. I don't usually like vocals, but I like Arca is, is all I'm really getting at. And uh, it's still kind of like a, meh, you know, put it on and have it in the background. It's cool. It's definitely cool background music. Uh, both her last two albums. Um, but they don't bust the surprise out on you, which was a little disappointing. I think that the center of her career was the strongest for me. I want to say that I really liked Vespertine the best as an album. I thought Dude, I thought Homogenic was the album. album for me. But then I re-listened to, I made it back to maybe Biophilia. I don't, I don't think I got to listen to everything uh, twice like you guys did. But uh, Vespertine the second time through, I, I had starred like four or five tracks in there. And like even with like glitches on my computer, I still managed to like, have a few yeah, think, tracks and i went back through and i was like this album is amazing like the build of it good the way that it yes. moves like it, it's it's almost like all of her albums synthesized it uses the wonky bells it uses some really interesting melodies well, it has some like vocal interludes it's just a really great album pagan pagan poetry the video for that was like banned on mtv because it showed bjork titties like <laughs> like it was crazy too because it was like not just like not just breasts for the sake of them. Like it was very crazy how like she came in and out of like these drawings and like, it was just, it was super like abstract and like would come in focus, but then like, it would be like zoomed in and like, it's like a nipple being pierced with like beads and shit. And I was just like watching it like, okay, now cause at first I'm like, that. see, <laughs> I, did not I was see watching that. like, I <laughs> yeah, well, cause I, I was reading through, uh, Every album, I kind of go down, like, you know, make sure, like, obviously read Wikipedia for the artist, but then I also, if that album that I'm on has a Wikipedia, I'll read through that one as well. Because sometimes it'll get more in-depth about the sessions and stuff. Uh, but uh, that one got, because that one got into on that video, and I was like, that's a band video, you say? Bjork breasts, you say? Well, she's Icelandic, <laughs> like, she gives a shit, you know what I mean? It's no, but, like, titty. regardless, it, it was very, it was still artistically done, so it yeah. was very, you're like, yep, but you're like, at the same time, like, okay, I can see why MTV was like, <laughs> no, 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 Bjork. Like, the the least artistic thing that Bjork has done is the Sugar Cubes, and even then, like, the one song, it, it's like, it's stuck in my head because it's so annoying, but the Eat the Menu song, eat, eat, uh, eat the <laughs> menu, but she's, like, talking about eating feelings, and, like... 
like how you have to sustain your life and you could eat a person or a rock band it's fine like, I wh- like what the fuck I, was, I waited for the sugar cubes the like the uh i went through her solo stuff and then came back around for uh, a lot of those other bands it was really let down for sugar cubes so because i remember like reading things like you know like making sure i'm up on where i was in the album on her solo career and then you know read all things about uh sugar cubes and you're like oh man there's there's some talk about that like influence and, and stuff for on, on certain albums and then you're just like you get i come back around to that it, and you're just like at least the uh uh-oh that was that was it okay i, I said to, I might need to switch the, up the, here, the guys. sugar cubes reminded me of just like a Busted ass ripoff of Talking Heads. Like it was, it was like it wasn't Talking Heads, but like I'm, it's in the neighborhood, and the way that they did their vocals and like the melodic structures, I was just like, and and Bjork is Bjork. Like she she did her thing hard and and wonderfully, but like the rest of the musicianship and and uh, vocals from the dude were just uninspired and sort of boring to me. So Mm -hmm. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't wasn't my favorite thing. Yeah, it was not like I said. I well, I expected more, and I think that was my issue when I came into give, it. Give me a like, second here. I gotta switch my shit up. My my, my phone just sent me switch a switch your shit up. My phone says phone is getting warm. Some features oh, limited while phone cools down, and uh, <laughs> and it just like froze. So I, I can't. I, I seriously, I have a, a web mic for the good computer coming. Is he gone again? He froze again. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, oh, man. Uh, what, uh, so, the other, should, I know Vespertine was uh, really good, but uh, so, Homogenic, oh. I think, was the first one that I instantly was like, wait a minute. Okay, this isn't like uh, just some weird, I mean, it was definitely weird shit, but it was ones that were like structured and, and things where i actually had in my head like it was it, it was pretty nuts so and then um, you get into vespertine after that was like whoa okay i had four i had four songs that i liked off of vespertine i went back and looked and i wrote for this album mellower glitchy sounds bleep bloops chimes xylophone bells beautiful that's what i wrote for that album <laughs> Uh, bleep bloops. There's a, like a lot of electronic like drum machine stuff in there that's neat. On top of the weird, I feel like she she started gravitating towards bells and xylophones and chimes uh, towards the third and fourth album. Which every time she does, and in fact, Crowder's favorite album, Drawing Restraint Number Nine, has a lot of that. Like, oh yeah, there's that a song was a that's lot a completely of like, vocalist, uh, just chimes, bells, xylophones. I'm yep. not sure exactly which, but it's just and it's like like. The, they're using it almost like she's using it almost like drums, and it's really interesting uh, musically. And I and I like that she started doing that. But also, I think that Bjork's strength is the details behind the music. Like if you're not if you don't have headphones on, you're missing Bjork in a real way. Yeah. It, it, well, or or you're in a car and the audio is like large enough. Those are like the two safe spots I've ever listened to like great music. So you're getting full on like 360. We're always a good pair of headphones, or at least just headphones, and in a car, even if it has a little bit, uh, you know, you barely have to adjust the system to be able to get that full, like, surround sound, man. Like, I've <laughs> I've tripped out listening to, like, the White Album, 
just sitting in a car in the parking lot because just it surrounds you. you you can hear the panning and you can hear things like move behind you and shit so i mean the difference but, between like like in like a track like uh the pleasure is all mine where she's like <gasps> it's almost like uh this the part in the big lebowski when he comes into that like uh woman who's doing like abstract art on the giant pad of paper yeah, you know those like breathing sounds but you would you would like the details of her of her like inhalations are like really creepy and weird and interesting and like if you're if it's not close enough to through. you yeah, it's all meticulously it's all organized. It's thought through. It, it, it is not just her just being like, oh, I'm going to do this sound. Like like, like you think some pretentious person would be doing. Like, oh, I'm just going to make this random noise. But I, you, with her, you definitely feel everything is methodically thought through. Even if it is, even if it comes off as just like some psychotic breathing, you know? Yeah, yeah. What are we talk? Uh, are we talking about say, how she makes puppy noises? I, I'm sorry, my shit fucked up. I just stepped back in. Uh, that's and, cool. And we'll see what what fucks up next. I swear to God, I'll have a decent fucking webcam to do this shit with next time. Uh, um, well, if you want an extra one, let me know. Like, uh, yeah, I, I know you said you're getting one, but I literally have one sitting on a shelf that's like pretty decent, 1080, like that. Oh no, shit. I found one. Yeah, on si- the, I found one. The on perks for 25 of working bucks. from home. <laughs> right, right, right. You, tend, you right. tend to have shit like that just sitting in a box. Well, you know, if I, I like, I'm relatively new to this house too. So, like, if like my old place, I'm sure there's fucking. I've got this shit in storage too, where it's like, fuck, I wish I had this thing that's at this random well, house in a box. You know, it's like that stupid meme where it's like shows guys like, should I throw this random cord out or keep it? And you're like. You fucking keep it. Because you know how many times I've actually needed that random cord? Probably once. But that one time was fucking phenomenal because I had it. And it was in the box. Just toss it in the drawer, dude. Just... <laughs> toss it in the drawer. Yeah. Uh, well, the drawer. One thing I was going to say was it made me laugh was... Um, I forget what album it was on. But uh, there's the song, It's Not Up To You. And I remember just thinking, like, this is, like, one of the first songs where she had, like, a traditional chorus. Like, structurally, like, there was, like, uh, you know, layered, like, vocals. But then it was just, like, what you would picture a chorus in most songs. And then, like, she did, like, maybe one or two other songs throughout her entire career. Oh, dude. Oh, fucking... Hold on a second. My shit's freezing up again. My shit's Bjork fucking is... up. Bjork. She's <laughs> pretty know. awesome. This is where I... one of these times it comes out, definitely pro the artist. Like, uh, what what album is that? Um, Post or whatever? That's like yeah. the album where I was like, oh, I recognize like a good chunk of these songs. And then I realized I when it came out. Like, I keep losing you. Yeah, I keep I keep losing you, Perry. That Damn. sucks. You you were doing fine when you when you were on my phone too. On the phone, it was running fine, but I can't keep my phone running without it overheating. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you weren't having any issue in the first half or the first beginning of the podcast, but all of a sudden you're starting to break up. Son of a bitch. Well, I know I'm looking at getting a Wi-Fi extender, so tucked in the corner. Let's see if I can. Uh, um, I I think check that I think that uh, the first two albums are are great 
pop albums. I think that they're more pop music than any of the other ones. And so, like, if you're looking, like, the Bjork experience, I think is 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 sort of one of uh, getting a little further into her career for her, like, her, like, go as she ages, she makes this like weirder stuff. It's really interesting. But I think that as an accessible entry point, like, uh, debut. I mean that, and also I think Post is the one that starts off with like. A, a song that sounds like it's off the Matrix soundtrack. It's like Army of Me. It was one of her one of her hits too. Yeah, Army of Me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's what I was saying. I think before I may have broke up, but like uh, Post definitely had more tracks that I recognized. Like right off the bat, I was like, oh, I fucking remember this song, and you know that type of thing. And it was because that era when it came out, that it was definitely more Post uh, MTV poppy fucking. Uh, Dance. That, that, it's still not post, post and debut. Post and debut both have that. Okay, yep. here this is like for me, it's like this. You got Bjork, she's Icelandic, she's in this uh post punk band, right? They start another post punk band that's like gothy post punk, anarcho post punk, and they fucking end up in the like UK scene, right? The like punk rock UK scene. And when you're in the punk rock UK scene, what ends up developing over a certain amount of time with bands like uh, like Joy Division turns into fucking New Order. They have a record label. They're putting out bands like Blue Monday and stuff and it starts becoming this rave scene. And so you you're in these fucking punk rock bands and then at the end of the night your fucking your buddy is doing a fucking club show with a fucking drum machine and some fucking turntables, right? And then, so she's like in the scene, she's there, she sees this stuff, she's influenced by it, she gets her solo fucking albums. And at that time, what was coming out was like, you had like house-influenced music, which is all like house beats are all over those first couple albums. You have the emergence of like early uh, Aphex Twin, starting to get popular but not quite so it's not quite there like not quite into her music yet and aphex twin is hard to listen to so when you get to the later albums like that for for normal people uh (laughs) like it's it it makes when that influence becomes more present uh it makes it a little bit seem a little more difficult to listen to but before that the electronic music was house music and and stuff like that ambient lounge uh of the flow and and like certain industrial acts and you also had trip hop I mean, you get tricky which she did work with tricky i think he did some production work in some of those early albums massive attack and these are all very eurocentric bands that were very very popular at the time kind of combining the aspects of electronic and like performance musician i don't know what you want analog musician and a musician somebody playing an instrument and not a fucking turntable or a computer so uh it's it's really really interesting when like her when you look at her work not thinking about that it's like wow this is so varied and crazy and thought through and everything but then you look at it with like context to like what's happening musically at the time and it's almost like oh she's david bowieing everything you know she's just uh, assimilating whatever is coming and just like making it bjork which is beautiful which is fucking it's it's like how we couldn't we couldn't place where moby was you remember how bad Moby would you remember Moby or was it so forgettable yeah. that because I know because he fucking has a documentary out like whatever, we're sitting there. My wife and I are like literally like scrubbing through like trailers and all of a sudden there's like Mobumentary or something like that. It's called. And like Ugh, she's Mobumentary. looking, she's, she's looking at me like, wait, 
didn't you guys like talk major shit on this guy? And I started <laughs> laughing and I was like, well, we wouldn't have talked major shit if he didn't suck. And then like we watched the like the preview for the tra- like the trailer. It is so bad. He <laughs> is like it it is like him well, standing out in the desert with like those shots, you know, kind of like they're all self-obsessed and serious. Sh- yeah. <laughs> You're just like Fuck Bjork you, is Moby. good in all of the reasons for all of the reasons that Moby is bad. Like, right. like yes. Yes. We couldn't we couldn't come down to like a what did Moby make? And we were like, I don't fucking know, man. Whereas Moby didn't even make Moby. Moby just made uh, you know, <laughs> like no, he looks. He just looks like a walking like penis. Like that's it. Like, whereas like like Bjork, like like that chick, like I say chick, that sounds derogatory. That, but she is just amazing. Like for what she's done, as uh, taking what she does, like she she can fucking sing, dude. And that's what uh, where I think my biggest like draw like like pullback was like when you think Bjork, you just think of that like, that crazy just like. Because uh, her her range when when she when she hits those growls and she hits that that kind of lower uh, like tone, uh, I think she uses that and the that, vocal that, fry. Right, she kind of does that. I think a lot of people think in that weird uh, abstract vocal sense that people would tend to like have to label her with. But when you couple that with when she actually can like well she is singing regardless even when she does the other. But when she actually like goes through like an actual like uh, like uh, just singing and hitting these fucking notes that you're like wow, and then she goes into that fucking like gravelly thing, you're just like all right, like, that is that is awesome, and she throws in her Icelandic like um, the accent, like, some, like, yeah, the enunciation like, right. things. I, I have mm-hmm. two two comments on that. A, I was listening to the self titled 1977. We haven't even talked about it. That she made an album when she was fucking eleven. I was gonna say, and was it's that dope the as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like all that. like sweet like psychedelic disco shit. But in that one, there's even a part where she's making like Cardi B noises and growling and shit. And it's like, okay, eleven year old Bjork is already this weird animal that she is. And then uh, I've, uh, early on when we got into this, I was saying that, and I, I felt like I said it in the chat and. and maybe it came off a little more offensive than it was meant to be because it was meant to be like uh you know the only thing that i can say about her her vocals is that i i absolutely love them but i do feel though uh, at times when she does push it up to the higher register it gets to a point where she's just like you know what just fuck it i'm just gonna scream right here yeah okay there's a few of them i've noticed where she gets right at a certain spot and then you get that then you get that class that cliche Bjork sound. That like crack that like crack she cracks it and she goes really off key. It's or cool. then she'll she'll dip out and, and then go like super raspy and low. Like she, yeah. she has different directions she'll take when she reaches that spot I've, I've noticed. But it's well. super, super cool. But it, even, it adds even if to it that, is like and that's that Bjork sound. And and when she does it, especially uh, either one. What the the scream for sure is definitely. I think more more what people associate when they think of uh, Bjork, especially myself prior to listening to everything. But I, I I don't know. I'm a sucker for that like deeper Icelandic like accent growl thing that she has when she goes down. She's got a and really good jazz why. voice, it, it, like a clean fucking, regular yeah, ass jazz voice. Is. Well, that uh that. F- first album on the streaming that uh jazzy one where it's all in ice uh icelandic 
That one. Yeah, with the, the trio whose whose name yep. has like umlauts and stuff in it that I can't. <laughs> yeah, I literally yeah. can't so pronounce it. People, I'm can't sorry. I'm so Western. And I and I say first album in quotes because it's not first album, but it's the first one that they had on the streaming service. Yeah, it, well, like, it's like a, it's with a jazz band that's like a known trio in Iceland. Yep. And I think it has family connections. I'm not sure, something like that. But you know, way, so, like they, it was like I, it was very jazzy, very. I was like very upset that I couldn't understand the lyrics because I was digging the vocals in which she was like singing over. So I think I think a yeah. lot of it's um, traditional songs too. Much like well, I think yeah, I think uh, maybe her her eleven year old one is too. One of them one of them was like a a, a cover or not a cover. It just it was a traditional song but sung Icelandic something something like. By the way, was, have you seen? I'm. I, I don't. Perry, I just kind of like you. Kind of like this humor. So have you seen? You've seen the. Um, God, what's the name of it? Have uh, the fucking Will Ferrell movie that was just recent? Was like last year. Oh my God! Yes, I was going to talk about With, that. Yeah. And so the, the the name of the Bjork album is Glinglow. And and yeah, it yeah, yeah. translates to ding dong and and yeah Eurovision has the song yeah. in it that's what yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that song is so great too it's just so like you uh <laughs> just it's obviously time on six and it's just amazing when I when I, I went to say, when I went to look up Bjork's discography on streaming because you know I, immediately I was like there's going to be some shit that's not here like the Kukul stuff which we haven't even really talked about that either like it was surprisingly on streaming but like I didn't think it would be and uh, when I went in there and was like wait what is this Glinglow and so I looked it up and in Wikipedia it was like Glinglow in parentheses Ding Dong Ding Dong I was like, okay <laughs> God damn it. And also comes back my, to the, my love for you is burning wide and slow. Our Beach Boys <laughs> episode that neither of you were were here for, but there's a uh, there's a Beach Boys song that I keep I keep looping and cutting and sending it to John Stokes, uh, which he'll probably get another one here pretty soon. Where the the lyrics are, it's like a later, it's the last. Um, brian wilson beach boys album i think it's called love you and it's bizarre man it's fucked and there's this one song where the background is just him singing over himself going like ding dang ding and a ding dong ding woo dang woo and it is ins- it's complete insanity you know it's like like the meds are working great for you buddy uh and fucking, it's not good but i keep just looping it and sending it to him so there was also that when i saw glinglow i was like oh man I wish there was an Icelandic version of the of the Beach Boys album. Fucking need that. Fire, I need that now. Fire Saga. <laughs> yeah, it, that song, that that uh, movie came up a few times gling, when I was like glow. taking a song. Gling and a gling glow, gling glow, gling and a gling glow. Bjork worked with everybody that was cool, man. Like she, like I didn't realize Arca was on that last album, but like Anony, dude, and like. They did. It, she did it with that album with the Dirty Projectors. Oh, it was so good album. too. And it's like did, one of the last good Dirty Projectors albums. Yeah. It, well, it's before he broke up with that gal, or she broke up with him, and then he made that like set, that sad electronic breakup album. 
Um, they did this like yeah. started doing like hip hop influence type stuff that I just didn't dig for them. Uh, yeah, it was but fine. I mean, also it, it like went from being a band to being just dude, and and dude is clearly into himself. You know, like he's oh, like, yeah. really into himself. <laughs> and so like that whole project was just like him being smarmy about his ex while like sometimes being nice about it, but mostly being hateful. But yeah, she worked with everyone that was the coolest, and even like you, you said we didn't talk about the Kugel band. Or Tappy Tickeris, but like Tappy Tikaras, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but those two Fucking bands were tight, and I don't know who those people are, but like Couple they were pretty dope. Cool. And I I saw this live video of Bjork with Tappy Tikaras, and it's apparently this like Icelandic uh, documentary about Icelandic bands in the late seventies, and like she looks. Like this 13-year-old chubby, like cherubic little gal with like red circles painted on her cheeks and shit. And she's still being weird as hell at like 15 years old, shaking her head yep. and dancing. And then she'd get in the microphone and make some of those growling sounds. And you're just like, God damn. Like this 15-year-old girl looks like she's like partially dressed as like one of the uh, – that like little sock puppet with, with the red uh, hair. I'm trying to think of what she's called, but I can't off the top of my head. Raggedy um, Ann. Yeah, right. dude. And like, and I'm just like, wow, that's cool. And then she starts growling. You're like, this is weird. This makes me feel weird. <laughs> like well, seeing a 14 like, or 15 year old just. She was like singing like since like super young. Like I guess they had her like even what? younger on like one of the radio stations <laughs> in her town or some shit. Hey. Like. Like, yeah, that first album, she's 11 years old. So you got to think she's been doing but, it before uh, Before that. You got to do stuff yeah, before like, you put it was the like album seven out. seven or some shit where she went on to some local radio station, like the oh. one radio station in their also, like, uh, Reykjavik or whatever. So, like, that, that is just insane. Like, reading the, the wiki, how, like... So her dad's a union leader, right? Which you get union leaders. That's usually, you know, like a blue collar kind of lefty, sometimes kind of in like a centrist, but you know, a working class stiff type of person. And no matter where you're at, and uh, you would assume, and she, and she ditches ditches the husband and goes and raises Bjork on a commune. So like. Already, we're getting. She's been in, like, she's mm-hmm. brought up an alternative lifestyle immediately. That's not, uh, you just like, that's not a normal fucking place for, uh, uh, most people. Most people do not consider living in a commune a regular place to grow up. <laughs> most people have a hard time understanding what the word socialism is without being triggered into, like, I mean, like, in this imag- country, imagining nuclear well, bombs falling and, and eating only corn. So. <laughs> Well, that like that, that starts to fall in like true communism too. Like you can't say that word without people freaking out because apparently they don't actually understand what that is because we don't ever. I don't. Is there ever an existing example of communism? Like no, because the, that word's not used all in a good faith conversation anymore. None of none of the words are used in good yeah. faith. No, you know what words to scare? They're all used to scare people back to capitalism because that does. That does us so much better. You know, you know what word I keep thinking of lately? McCarthyism. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, what well, was that? It, what was that about? What was just, that? You, people don't understand thing, and, and they scream socialism, all allst while cha- taking their fucking uh, stimmy checks, all the while fucking collecting unemployment. All the while expecting to collect Social Security. 
all the while just, benefiting from the fact that their food has to be controlled and 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 done a certain way uh no. any number of things yeah no yeah it, it, it's <laughs> mind-boggling when, when you hear all these things and then but then you talk about hey guess what health insurance shouldn't be tied to your job then they fucking start screaming socialism. <laughs> You're just like, man, you I know what drives understand. me fucking crazy? Like, is that like, I just, uh, this is a public service announcement for anybody that doesn't fucking know better. And nobody's going to listen to this that fucking needs to know this. But, um, there's more places to get news than CNN and Fox. And that's, that's it. That's my message. That there is oh, more. You should always cross-check everything, man. Like that's what it, I don't understand. And and if you don't trust two, if there's two of them that are really untrustworthy, maybe don't keep citing them. But everything's <laughs> going to be a little biased. Like people, it's hard to make your own write true unbiasedness without having you know. Right. I mean, there are probably some people that are able to do it a little bit better, but uh, that's where you just start cross-checking. Yeah, like okay, they wrote that, or but. See what somebody else says about it. The I big mean, issue a, the, is when they're the, not the, even the bit. The, there's a you you can go online and there's like there's a this at this uh, media bias website that like rates uh, different companies and how their bias and their spin is and you know gives you options that where news is being um, spoke because basically what the bias comes down to is is language choice i mean it of mm-hmm. course there's like there's misleading information that has nothing to do i mean that obviously is bias but it's not misleading information it's your it's your language choice you know it's like how right. you present a title or how you present your opening paragraph like that is where implicit bias generally well, lies this if thing the is, information is accurate but you're saying it a certain way it's the way that you you portray it so i mean a lot of the stuff it's like when you say the new york times is liberal like yeah it has a left leaning bias because you can see that in the headlines and the way they're like you know uh, the way that they'll talk about a, a, a police shooting is going to have is probably going to have a little bit more inflection towards wrongdoing on the part of the police officer, maybe off the bat. Whereas, you know, unbiased journalism is just telling you that this person did this there was here. An officer, this is the evidence. It should we have. be stated there was an officer involved shooting right. with you know something like along those lines regardless of whatever media you're saying and that's where unarmed civilian with. shot by police officer has I no be- implication in it, it that's the those are the facts police officer shoots unarmed civilian whatever yep. like, that's the information here's, here's, here's what i know about it when when i see one of those articles no matter what it says uh the only fact i can tell you is that the cop is a fucking pig yeah, fuck that piece of shit pig. A-cab. That's re- that's really not true. That's not true. Like that's not how it should go. But I mean, if I'm reading about you in the newspaper, unless you fucking save some kittens, man, well, you're I a fucking pig. I mean, I mean, you know, when had the most recent story is cops. not knowing the difference between a gun and a taser. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, that, that is absolutely just absurd. I've lost my I've lost my job. I've lost my job because I've been a little smarmy, right? You know, I've lost my job because I was at a place and someone asked me a question like was being sexist and like flirting with a, a waitress. So I was sarcastic with this person and they wrote a mean review about me, how um, I didn't pay enough attention to them and I got fired from my job and a police officer can mistake one weapon for another. Like, I mean, she quit, but like, 
Would she have quit? And, uh, no. and three years ago, would she have been fired? Would anything have happened to this woman if she had mistaken her pistol for a taser? I mean, police officers don't what? get fired for anything. So, I mean, no, especially I, I wish when I had a unit backing fucking, me like that. When they mistake a fucking packet of Skittles for a weapon on the suspect. Like, mistake. You're gonna tell me that you yeah, suspect. Yeah, like, it's all that, that's the where the bias comes in is when the police officers describe the vi- video footage. Oh my god, that is it's, it's disgusting. But like, I can't talk to anybody. Like, like, and I've only had the conversations with people I know that are right, and I know we've been over this multiple times. But like, they literally like act like no white people get killed too, and you're just like, <laughs> like I don't understand. So like, well, uh, I mean, all sure, cops are bastards ban the police because yeah, also like, white people. Like, it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's a good, good they don't of, just kill black people; they kill Latinos, Asians, and whites. <laughs> so right. I don't know so, what cool, you're talking them. about. <laughs> cool, they're killing everybody. Let's those, do those something about that. Those are statistically accurate. Defund, then we reform. should be doing something. Yes, regardless of anything, like we should, cops should not be acting like they are fucking like like God. Like basically, at this point, like yeah, you know you what else? Anywhere else in like <laughs> anywhere else, any other fucking country that's not. Uh, like the cops, I mean, yeah, there's probably issues with cops and people in the street. I'm not going to say everybody. They kill perfect, people, but they're not yeah, armed and like, they kill people. Dude, but, uh, Wamba says don't... in one of their songs, for um, for having a, a police force without guns, they managed to kill a lot of people. <laughs> hey, remember they also, you know, they 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 clap when a cop dies. So <laughs> even though they got that EMI money. Which was the point of that, too, was, you know, even though we're rich, we still like it when cops die. What the fuck? We're already paid. That's a human fucking life. (laughs) But nobody should fucking die, period. That's what I I don't understand. And people, like, instantly do the whole, like, like, uh, like, whoa, like, like, instantly go to their criminal record. And you're like, what does that have to do with them dying right now? Like, I don't understand. Well, well, they're looking for a defense to their racism. Well, exactly. That's what everything fucking comes down to. They won't won't admit it, but it comes down to just fucking pure racism. That's it. It's it's an insane amount of mental gymnastics you have to have to justify um, the murder of most of of these people that are in these situations. Like, I mean, a cop's last uh, move should be the gun. It should be the very last thing. It shouldn't be the first. It shouldn't be the second. It shouldn't be the 50th. It should be the last fucking option. But the way the cops pull guns on unarmed people all of the time. Traffic, why they are feel people unsafe. getting killed at traffic stops, dude? Why are because people they getting feel shot you inside of a car at a stop sign? Like, a person running isn't trying to shoot you. A person running from you is running from you. Like, why are you shooting at them? That's oh the last. Oh, my God, like that dude who's shot in the back. And the people so are like many defending people have been killed because they're running like, from the I, cops because they don't want to get killed by the cops. Oh, it's not just that they're running. <laughs> and then they they'll, get killed by the cops. They'll be like, yo, fucking, who, who the fuck ever this guy is. Fucking Hernandez Rodriguez is running down the street. Like, you know who it is. You know who the suspect is. You know where they huh? go. You fucking, like, identify but, them. You don't have to run through the city. You can go to can where they're going to be. bring in a white shooter in handcuffs. Yeah, no. Like, I, I, I don't understand that. Like, well, it's because the police can, force has been infiltrated by fucking white supremacist white terrorist supremacist. group. Yeah, it's it was shown. It's plain like, and simple. It, it was very well shown. Like on on January sixth, 
what kind of people were waiting for. And I don't what what were they really hoping for? They like thought they would get in there and they were gonna fucking grab those people. But like, what the fuck good is that gonna do? I, I'm just really confused with it. So you're really hoping for like they a dictatorship? They didn't have. Sorts? They had like, no idea. They didn't yeah. have a concept. They were, were simply riled into. They just and don't like people that aren't white. Dude, Which, it's so crazy because a lot of this, like it, people, I have friends who want to say, well, "Why is everything got to be about race?" And I'm like, it, "Everything doesn't have to be about race." But when a cop shoots an unarmed black man, it tends to be about race. And, and then like, it happens again the next and, day. And well, then it happens the, again two days later. Or it later. happens again the fucking, like, not, like, however, like, a year later. But and then it's the a 13-year-old. blocks away. We're talking like, about this now in 2021. Like, I think that, that, that some adults, not all adults, are this ignorant. But some adults are realizing for the first time, because of some of these big events that have happened, that this is happening maybe more often than they thought. Because of, like, but this has been, I mean, like, you can, go back to, you can go back to mainstream rap music in the 80s and 90s, and you've got people yep. like Ghostface Killer saying shit like, run, cops got guns. Like, yep. this is not a new fucking phenomenon. New They've been shooting young black men and, 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 anyway, and, and minority fuck communities. For no goddamn reason. And, and have been killing young um, they were criminals. minorities for no reason for years and now it's a deal because people have fucking cell phone cameras but this shit is not new and it isn't it's it's so old it's fucking like it's a hundred years old so this conversation is insane of course it's about fucking race dude like if you're denying it it, you're fucking racist well it 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 goes into the uh, american mindset too and it which is leading to another fucking major issue like uh guns and i'm in i'm a pro gun person like i think guns are sweet you know uh, guns are one of those things but <laughs> there, should cool. be, there should be something like i don't know like the fact <laughs> that we're one of the few countries that like uh like develop like fully developed well i say fully in quotes nowadays for our country but like we're one of the few like fully developed countries where apparently you have to worry about getting gunned down at your work or a fucking random fucking shopping mall. Mind you, those are the last two instances that happened in the past week. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, why, this episode why is, is not recorded when it airs, by the way, in case anybody... Keep going. Yeah, Keep well, going. I'm talking about FedEx and I'm talking about the Austin shooting. Mind you, I thought the whole thing in Texas was if people have, like, more guns that people wouldn't shoot people because... They well, it's in Austin. They're a bunch of liberals, right? Oh yeah, there's that part. Yeah, too. but they're liberals that like guns, though, right? Aren't they? They are. Though. I, like, I know a lot of people because guns Texas are sweet, are, and I fucking love guns too. They're so much fun to shoot. I don't even. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Apparently, I don't like shooting guns. Liberal, I don't like being around guns. I think I everybody love, should own weapons, a gun. But I think that people be, should be trained how to shoot guns from a very yeah. young age. I think it should be part of fucking no. tr- when you're in school. Yes, and yeah, I definitely think that there should be a background check for getting a gun. And if anybody no, has a problem with that on weapons, like for one, they should be referred to as weapon guns is just ridiculous sounding, but like, there should be super proper weapon training. Like even when you look on Instagram and stuff and you see these people put like posted up with like semiotic weapons or whatever, like, you know, like assault rifles and you're just like, <laughs> you just look at them like your trigger fucking discipline is shit. Like Dude. you're never supposed to have your finger on that trigger unless you're ready to pull it. And these bitches are in, like, fucking bikini-clad, like... And that's why you can tell the legit bikini-clad women between 
The not legit one is their trigger discipline. <laughs> well, you know, and stance too, because you get those fucking shells falling well, in your cleavage. Yeah, well, that's going to hurt. I think that falls right into play. Like if they got trigger discipline, then then they're 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 sitting pretty. So, but like yeah. the, the point is, like weapons aren't supposed to be that scary. But like at the same time, we should have a lot more things in place. Because why is it that we should be worried about this kind of stuff? Here's here's and my. The only issue is. Because even with the idea of more regulation, the fucking conservatives freak the fuck out and act like they're going to take all the weapons. Here's the two things I can say to that. Uh, No, well, three things. A, nobody is coming for your weapons. Plain and simple. That's why they're trying to put more regulations on it so that there's no need to come and take your weapon yep. so that you I can have your weapon it. after you go and get made sure that you won't fucking kill a bunch of people. It's cool. Fucking B, you're upset, you conservative fuck, whoever you are. You already have your guns. I know you do. You got a gun. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. And they're, three. They're just worried about ammo at this point. Hey, fuck off. Fucking you know you fill your own. If you're so obsessed with guns like that, oh, man, you know you got a bench in your garage and you're refilling your fucking shit. Go fuck off. Uh Three, if you really, really, really think you have that much of a problem getting a gun illegally, even right now, right? I like you can come talk to me, and I'm not saying I know anybody that can get you an illegal gun, but we'll go look around, and I bet within two, three weeks, we can have you with a firearm illegally, and it'll oh, be super right. sketchy and gross. How about that? So go fuck yourself, dude. You can you can. They're get just as the, easy the, to get as drugs. The loophole is uh, the loophole all around the country is. Um it's gun shows. Anyone gun shows. can get a gun at a yep. gun show. You can bring yep. a thirteen-year-old to a gun show and buy him a gun. Mm-hmm. Like it's gun shows are just like, the, here we are. We're Vegas. a circus for guns, and then they sell the guns. So. Yep, it's uh the Vegas one is insane, dude. It's so huge. Yeah, but, I know that country uh, yeah. music festival. Too soon. Um, <laughs> but again, back to the whole fucking point. What that, are, we're like, gonna like, we're gonna have to listen to we Big and Rich sooner or later. Of all. <laughs> Of all fucking festivals. <laughs> well, actually, that is funny. <laughs> right next to a rap concert, I think a country festival was the one I'd think. But, um, I mean, <laughs> the guy was the guy was in a hotel room with, like, a high-powered rifle and was just firing out the window. So. Just popping out. And it's just, Did he like, kill 30 wow. people? He killed, like, 35 people or something? He killed ridiculous. a lot of people and injured a lot more. He injured, like, 100, yeah. uh, 100 or something. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Um, don't let them do it to you. That's what Bjork would say. <laughs> you know, make a stamp. Some, uh, some just currency. Make a flag. Yeah, yeah flag. make a stamp. Raise it higher. That's amazing, yep. dude. Yep. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Just, just don't let them do that to you. Uh, uh. Did you make your currency yet? Did Did you try that? Let me see your stamp. Show me who's uh, on it. Oh. Put me on it. See what happens if you put I, me on oh. there. Oh, I you're like not the, part I, of the EU anymore. Never mind. That song mind. is funny <laughs> in a lot of ways because saying the the things that are most important to make your own country are mm-hmm. currency and the mail system for her. You know, like those are the two things that she like points <laughs> out. She's like, you should be able to deliver mail to one another so that you can communicate. And I mean, you should she's be able not to pay wrong. for goods and services which you've decided and agreed upon an exchange rate between. Like those are her two ideas that she just chucks at you, like I mean, she's post not service, wrong. and it's she, true. She does there aren't great post services all around the world, but it seems a little arbitrary to be chucking well, that into that Well, ours is being fucking song. gutted out, so there's that. You know, oh, we man. should not let them do that to us. We no, shouldn't. We shouldn't. But we, shouldn't but we did. To us. We totally let them. 
Like that's the most. Oh, disgusting don't part don't of let it. them do that to you. Like it's are just a matter of moments before they funding, are the liberals trying to sneak funding into any packages for the post office because they I were trying to, to fund do the something. post office for yeah. like four years. I gotta tell you, I was. Well, uh, it's because of the whole thing about how uh, the conservatives back years ago were like, "Hey, guess what, Mister Post Office guys? You need to post up all your fucking pension for anybody." up front for the next like 50 fucking years which is gonna fucking bankrupt any fucking business and so they've been like on a limb for shit for that i mean it's numbers aren't completely accurate with that fyi uh but basically that, that's the idea is they were like trying to make sure that they had to front all of that and now DeJoy was appointed and he, they were like i can't believe he's still in there they were he's literally still in there gutted. yeah and they were literally mm-hmm. gutting sorting machines during the holidays. And then Biden's being like, I, I don't know why the mail is so slow right now. And the, the idea is that they are, he already gave a huge grant to another postal company that him and his wife happened to also be board members of. Um, huh. Yay. And like so, a... It's almost the, like the there's big, just the like big idea conflict right now of is interest they're trying to everywhere. fuck over the post office so bad that we have to, and, and then it's losing so much money that we have to vote for to remove it. And then we're, we're going to go the super capitalistic route and obviously hire a third party uh, company to do it themselves, which they're going to charge. Don't, look, uh, don't let them you know. do that to you. Well, yeah, but we already made a stamp. We already have a flag. We already have our own currency. What are we supposed to do? (laughs) I got to tell you, I was trying to make trash bug stamps, and they don't let you make your own stamps anymore. You you could do that a couple years ago. You could make your own little stamp design, and and they would be real postage, but now you can't. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, don't let them do that to you. (sighs) Tell me we're fucked, even by by her fucking standards. We already did that, and now this is still happening. So what the fuck are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do, Bjork? Tell us. Listen yeah. to the, her Vespertine album and just enjoy. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to Vespertine do. Vespertine album. You can listen to all of it and enjoy it, probably. If you like, Ooh, any, if you like any of it, how? why would you like it and not like the rest? I was surprised by that Death <laughs> Grips <laughs> remix. I was like, this is Death Grips? Boy, this is mellow. I was expecting to be like dirty as hell i was like this I mean, is nice i was like this is easy listening out well you know Ooh, like death, Gri- death, grips. death grips fucking what's his name andy moore he's fucking he did stuff with like lady gaga and shit so he's got some pop stuff uh, lady gaga oh okay uh i'll keep that in mind <laughs> i will thank you thanks uh and uh i'd hate for her to i'd hate to say that to her the wrong way, so I'm glad you you corrected right. me now. Excuse me, uh, Lady yeah. Gaga, and she'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> hey, Lady Gaga, fucking the um oh shit, what was I saying? The runway. If you've heard any of their like instrumental stuff without MC Ride, like once you take Ride off of their shit, suddenly it changes it changes it a little bit you know yeah you don't got yeah. this guy screaming at you and freaking out about like scary shit that you don't really know what he's talking about but it seems scary as fuck it's you know super scary yeah, MC Ryan, like, just talk about turning on the light when you walk into a room when it's already dark <laughs> right. 
<laughs> You're like, that yo, is scary. Yo, Ryan, what was with that one song where you were talking about like killing somebody in an occult manner and you did it for like an anti-government corporation that was working with like the deep state? Like, no, nah, dude, this song's about turning on a fucking light. Oh, yeah. oh, you're scary. You know, you're fucking you know, when you walk into a room and it's already dark, but the light switch is on the other side. So you have to walk into the dark to turn on the light. That shit's scary. That's what you're like. like. <laughs> it's just like you're in there, though. I think yeah, I'm going to turn the scary. light switch on. It's going to be all red, and you're going to grab me and just... Have you guys seen any of these fucking videos of MC Ride throwing people off stage? It's no. amazing. No. It's because, like, when he... His whole thing... I, so I saw them a couple of times, and the one time I saw them, it was, uh, I would say, borderline legitimately terrifying. It was all red lights. It was in the Chicago Metro, right? And it's uh, a smaller place, kind of, kind of, but kind of bigger, depending on what your definition is. Uh, fucking... It's all red. Nothing but red lights. MC Red comes out already shirtless and sweating. And like, he like, just like jumps. It's not even, it's like stomping across the stage. But he, he kind of like puffs up his shoulders and is just like, always has at least one hand over his head. You know, the entire time it's nonstop energy and, and like, He's quick and he moves make big bounds across these stages. And then there's videos of around that tour of people like on stage of this fucking maniac and like he's running behind him. And you think he's not even going to do like he doesn't care. Like you're watching for him and you're like, he just does not give a fuck. That person's up there. Right. And then out no. of nowhere, he just ends up by them and his hand happens to be close enough to them. And he's like, like they become part of his motion and he just like grabs them by something and projects them back into the audience. Nice. And then like, we'll keep, and it, there's multiple videos of this guy just assaulting his fucking fans. Yeah. But at that point, if you're a fan, you're going to be like, dude, he fucking threw me you're, off stage. You're stupid <laughs> for getting on. Yeah. That's the main one. You see how terrifying that is. It looks like it's on fire. That shit looks oh like what? No, that shit looks like Northern California last year. Hey, like a straight up. Hey, <laughs> like, I mean, it looked like that up here for a minute. Did you get, you didn't get any of that. Did you? No, Perry? I'm like, uh, I'm like literally like, uh, what ten minutes from the border of Mexico. So, no, oh yeah, that's way. Yeah, I'm, I'm like in the major. I'm I'm. So there's a weird spot because when you think of San Diego, like most people will probably think the beach, which yeah we do, but San San Diego County actually starts really high up, and uh, you don't get to like San Diego proper to like. Uh, quite a bit down from uh, San, the line in San Diego County. So uh, people in San Diego don't like to be told that as soon as you leave San Diego proper, that you're not living in San Diego. Like they they get really upset about that, and they're you're like, but you know you live in Oceanside, right? Like, your I mean, isn't address that, literally isn't it like says a typical suburbanite thing. Is well, isn't their it like, address will literally say Oceanside. It's like fucking 30, 40 minutes down to San Diego proper at that moment. Like, you don't live in San Diego. You live in San Diego County. But, like, <laughs> even even people on, like, Poway get upset about that way. Because Poway is, like, maybe 20 minutes from where I live. And, like, actual Poway is its own city. Like, it, it's its own city. Like, so, if you live in Poway, you don't live in San Diego. But there are little pockets that are unincorporated. So, you might live in San Diego. 
but it, yeah, that's it's a it's a very city thing, regardless of where you live. Like I remember uh, that whole thing in other cities, but I, I I've never lived in a city where people actually get upset, especially on the San Diego subreddit. Like I, I've called that out a few times, and people verbally get upset that they like no, I fucking live in San Diego, motherfucker, and you're like. <laughs> That's, that's that's not what your address says. Dude. You, you get some of the, you get some of that from Tacoma people up here because you get a lot of motherfuckers coming up from Tacoma. I think they they're like their minimum the wage is like aroma? I think it's like twelve dollars down there or something like that. Then it's fifteen in the city up here. I, I might have that wrong. I don't really know. I'm not fucking from here, but uh, like they come up so they work in Seattle and they fucking go back down to yeah Tacoma the place that place whatever with tacoma t- with the tacoma aroma bro they have a dome i think <laughs> that's all i know that's all i know i have no no concept been driven through it maybe the dome uh, just tacoma in general <laughs> you drove through the dome I drove right there. They're, they're looking for me they're <laughs> right, pissed. right through it man massive amounts like- of damage uh, is this not where I'm supposed to park? Am I not supposed to park here? You know sir, what happened is, sir, there's <laughs> was, no parking on the sidewalk. I was just so, like listening to Kukul and zoning out and just like floored it, you know, just like right through it. Like, Fuck this dome! I hate capitalism. What, I don't even it, know what the dome's not about. A, not a reasonable place to park. <laughs> So you're on the sidewalk. So you're you're in the dome. Yeah. Help him in the dome. Somebody <laughs> said some help. Where you at? I'm in the dome. Bro, I'm in the Tacoma Dome. What the fuck is the Tacoma Dome? I don't even know. I don't know. It sounds like a drink. The Tecmo really? Super Bowl. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a Super Bowl type thing or like a college football thing. Tecmo Bowl. Dude, I wish Bjork sucked so we could be mad at her, but she's too good. No, she does not suck, dude. Yeah, I know she's so good. uh, But I mean, like, she's so good that it's like all I can do is just like, just like jock rider, dude. I can just, I'm just like, oh yeah, Bjork's real good. It's like, there's something wrong with Bjork, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care. Uh, Even her ambient shit, like, yeah. I have to be in the mood or, or setting to be having ambient stuff. Like the ambient stuff really works really well for me when I'm actually working. Cause I don't have to like pay attention too much. But like, even then her shit's fucking great. Like I'm it, not going to just throw on some of these Bjork albums, you know, but I, oh, but no. that's not the point. I mean, everything I listened to was like interesting and engaging. There's some tracks that did add to my point. fucking list. That's for sure, though. The, 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 the Tacoma Dome, yeah. the Tacoma Dome, by the way, is the like big fucking uh, like rock dildo arena in the Puget Sound. Rock, rock oh, arena. Don't you guys have a big dildo in the Puget place. Sound? Like just what? this massive dildo. Like, Maybe. like we're talking Gundam style. I don't like, know. Maybe we got all kinds of weird shit like that. <laughs> like imagine like a Gundam sized dildo in the Puget Sound, and any time like there was like any like issue. Do you want like me to look it up? To, they had to ferry. They had a special I've never, ferry. <laughs> I've never seen. To take the pilot to said. I've never seen that. Never gun. seen that. The Tacoma Dome is like where my, my Chemical Romance is supposed to play, and I think it's where like 
like the run the jewels rage against the machine 150 dollars show is gonna happen oh fuck that dude that's what that place is they're delaying it again another like year and it's like next year even the people i know who are like i actually bought the tickets the first time around (laughs) i laugh at their face like oh yeah i would love to see rage against the machine i'd love to see run the jewels yeah run the jewels too but like they're tight i just i can't justify that not 150 bucks no and you know like like i feel like it's like seats probably too you know and uh i don't want that and then there's like you know i will say seats are pretty dope dude like uh seats are chill it's fine it's the first time in my life dude i took my daughter to see not for beck run the jewels though no exactly there's a certain time frame for them that i was like you can do this because like i took my daughter for her first concert and we saw uh, cage the elephant and beck and uh we i opted for the 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 seats and we got a pretty good deal and we were pretty close Uh, for for me it's like dope because i just sat and chilled with my daughter while i drank beers and watched fucking beck it was the for coolest me, thing For me, ever. it's like this. I saw <laughs> I, I saw Tool. Man, I don't care. Like, you can say what you want about Tool. It doesn't matter. This hey, is fucking like, like right at the I, end of the 90s and shit. Uh, it was like the Lateralis tour. There was, it, was, it was decent, whatever. But it was seats. I had seats, and it sucked balls. I saw Primus seats, and I've seen Primus multiple times, but this one time I saw them on the Green Nalgahide, Green Nalgahide tour. Uh, it sucked, because there was fucking oh, seats in our way. Fucking, I good. saw uh, Nick Haven, Nick Haven, the bad seats. Seats were fine. I saw Tom Waits. Seats were fine. Great. You know what I'm saying? Well, how uh, far back are you each time? Like That also depends. I, I like, think, it, you know, both like, times for... Uh, shit, period. Because like, that could be, you could be like that's uh, another thing. fucking general admin and be like all the way in the back but like you could be seats and be like at that one sweet ass spot where you're fucking super dope close so like that yep. that that therein lies a huge difference and uh, i'd rather be in Dude, seats up close than fucking general admin with the fucking i got my back. my sister snuck me in to the ground floor like they did the bracelet trick where you take off somebody's bracelets is in the venue bring it out and put it on <laughs> But, like, Classic. I watched System of a Down Slipknot, and I saw, like, the first couple of goofy-ass new metal bands, like American Head Charge, to begin with. And then they got me down on the floor. But, like, it would have been a different show had I not been in the pit for American System of Head Down Charge. <laughs> I'm just saying, it would have been a different show if I had not been on the ground for that, dude. Like, I, I can't imagine watching System of Down Mars Volta. Also, I went to that show because I was Dude, I went to that show, too, man. That, I, but that I, there's, was no, there's no way Wait, that I would have enjoyed myself from show? the fucking seats. Uh, I, it was in Grand Rapids. It was at the Van Andel. So the system moved down. Uh, Mars Volta, right? How I was mean, Mars Volta? Mars Volta was tight, dude. Dude, my, I they mean, fucking they they fucked up the sound. Somebody fucked up their sound at my, my show. My I, little sister went, was at that fucking Grand Rapids show, and she said that the sound sucked for that band. But she also doesn't like Mars Volta, which you no, know, it's like a, they sucked. Like uh, I went and saw them in Fresno when they came through because it was the system moved down. Like during like mesmerize and shit, and they were touring with Mars Volta, and I went yeah, for I Mars. Vol- I went for the Mars Volta. Well, also System of a Down. Like, come on, it's fucking System of a Down, dude. Uh, except, <laughs> except mesmerize was kind of yeah. The shit got lame. Yeah, uh, 
and that's kind of, it was kind of depressing when when they came on because their sound was way better but they played mostly mesmerized stuff and i was like oh why can't you be one of those bands that like plays a couple of the new albums I mean, songs, and like in the middle middle end of the of the fucking set you know you fucking do yeah, a bunch yeah, of good yeah. ones at the beginning and at the middle like end the regular shit you came for then they're like we'll play the the, the new stuff now but no I mean, like the entire set was almost mesmerized which don't be wrong sucks. has some interesting stuff but it is not my favorite is i don't think i've ever album. sat through it Dude, Steal This Album is probably one of my favorites. All the outtakes from uh, Toxicity, huh? Yeah, I like that one, too. Steal This Album was one of my favorites just because of how fucking out of nowhere it came, how fucking raw it is. Like, that shit is... That shit's raw as hell. Like, there's just some tracks where it's just, like, guitars in them and, like, you know, some some drums. But, like, uh, I I, I digress. Like, I could talk Toxicity down. But I couldn't because... Whatever. Um... Because you were in the seat, because you weren't <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> no, I was actually. A system it, of a I was actually. Show. No, I was general admin for the System of a Down Mars Volta concert. My whole thing for that was that Mars Volta. I I went for Mars Volta, man. Like they were fucking bread butter for me for a long time, and I was so let down because the sound sucked. Like whoever fucking was in charge of sound that day. I hope they either learned their lesson or were fired that day because they were a dick and decided not to learn the lesson because it was it was terrible. It, it, I'm not even a professional audiophile by any it's, means. It's kind of weird. But even I was like, that is really off. Like that that like, band is like it's like two guitars, drums, and on, and bass. You know, like there's not like I know there's a lot of echo and shit happening, but usually well, like they have live. A lot of, things go on but it, it really depends on the levels of each instrument and, and, and to which if you're uh, playing as, an arena you should have a sound guy that knows how to fucking make your levels right <laughs> i that there's no yes! excuse for that you can't go you can't be that you can't be one of the two lead acts and not have a sound guy that knows I was how so to make sad, you sound dude. good like that's so but, silly and I'm in the middle of Central Valley, California. Forty-five dollar tickets, come on! Everybody was there for fucking. You're not American Head Charge. Your bar's Volta. Everybody was there for uh of a Down. So the people that don't like are unaware of Mars Volta are now taken aback with like the shitty sounding band. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, even I'm like, no, no, they're not Man, like that's, that. I swear. That to really, God. I I've never seen Mars Volta, but I saw it at the drive-in, and it was totally on accident, and it was like maybe three songs in. Real early on, too. And I remember looking over at my friend and going, this is fucking amazing. And, like, uh, the Animos. whole show was just Animos so good. Awesome live. I heard that the dude was, when he was in At The Drive-In and he was a little younger, he did all sorts of fucking wild-ass stage tricks and, like, jumps off 10 feet. <laughs> yeah, he would like, jump, like, 10 and, like, feet across yeah, stage yeah. and shit. Yeah. Like, like holding, was, holding like, a boombox yeah, and shit. Yeah, At The Drive-In was nuts, dude. And that's the precursor. And then uh, Animos, I was able to see them uh, live. Pretty small venue. They're pretty fucking dope too. I think it's like uh, the the two two main guys. So uh, that one, that they're pretty badass. But uh, dude, definitely lo- way lower key band. By, I, by I've never name. listened to it. I don't think. Yeah, they're, I bet they're, you Bjork puts bad. on a fucking I, crazy wild live show based on her music videos and how fucking weird she is. I bet she dresses up a lot. <laughs> 
Oh, no, man, that's just a I shared a lot. Matrix, man. It is like, shit. She probably yeah. dresses up like a mushroom and goes, I'm a mushroom. Might as well just have the fucking pig flying over type fucking theatrics. You know, I, like I really meant to look up some of this shit and like I, know, I, was, I wanted to watch a concert too, but I got so caught up with just life. But I was able to get through everything, and like yeah, I was able you, to watch. I mean, you a few can just look videos. at her album covers and like the then like the shit that she dresses up in for her album covers, and you go, yeah. I bet this show is lit. And like Dude, her Volta. songs are her fucking album cover of Volta <laughs> just what, what cracks me up. I yeah. want that as a sticker. I really do. I have a filing cabinet that now is decorated by uh, uh, a trash bug sticker as well, by the way. Oh, nice. Uh, is she really, I, is she I have a really filing in cabinet that, that out- stickers on Is she on really in that outfit, though? Or is that like, I don't know. like is computer it technology magic? Because yeah, she could have just- walked into it from the back, but that looks like a weird thing to get on if it's actually regardless even if it's like an artist rendition thing it is super cool and i want that sticker because i was so she's like, like a christmas so cool. ornament with feet is what she is yeah, <laughs> like it is just it, it, it makes me happy when i look at it <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> it's just it's just cheesy and funny and just on like drawing number nine she's gnomish. A clown, like a dark oh the, clown. that one's on it's Medulla, almost she's like kabuki. some sort of goth evil demon creature well, the, uh, with like beads spelling out the album. The number on her nine chest. one, she she's almost like kabuki clownish. You know what I mean? That, she's like a sci-fi geisha. Is that even her? Or is that just a picture? Uh, is it? I don't. I don't whoever know. It I, is, I, whoever the subject is on, on on that album or soundtrack, whatever you want to refer to it as. Uh, Definitely has this weird combo of the fuck is clown this? slash kabuki. Oh, is that the last? Uh, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> the same. What, what, what is what is Bjork like alien face Dude, looking uh, like a Ferengi? Like a, is it like a, a light bio, skin Ferengi? Bio-opia? Which one is it where she has like that gaping wound? And at first I was like, oh my God, is that a vagina? And then I read about the uh, volnicula. Uh, I thought it was a. I, I thought artistically, you know, people go that route that maybe she had a vagina on her chest. No, it's just a gaping wound, and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so wait, wait, which one is that? Oh, that. Yeah, no, I'm looking at yeah. it right now. That album. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. You know, I didn't even realize when I saw that. I, like as I was listening to, it, I was like, oh yeah, look at that cover. She's wearing like a like a black latex thing and got like a halo okay what the fuck ever you know like i didn't even look to see like yeah it looks like there's a vagina right there but she says it's a wound eh well a vulva technically if we want to get by definition but yeah at me that's where i went in my head was like i would not put it past her as an artist to do that trying to Hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah okay pictures of her live look at this both just looking at it look at her She's yeah, like, like, a, like some sort of demonic bird. It's 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 like the Lady Gaga. Oh, dude, Lady, I bet Lady a New York show would have been super fire. Gaga? And like she's out there on xylophones and shit. Whoever's doing the fucking bell work, doing the chimes, the wind chimes, whatever that is. You, know you missed this part, Crowder, because you were adjusting your microphone. But we were talking about the middle albums, how she just got obsessed with like chimes and bells and shit. Like on your favorite album, Drawing Restraint Number no. 9, where there's like that just one track that's got that hard-hitting ass xylophone <laughs> wind chime, like just drum section. It's like wacky. Oh my god, dude. I bet she goes hard as fuck live on some bells, yo. Oh, you know what dude, I think that is? I think hard. that's I think that's the fucking um 
the Susie Sue and the Banshees. I don't know if you've ever listened to Susie Sue, uh, the creatures. It's her and her husband. And it's all like marimbas and percussion instruments. Like every single one of it sounds like that type of shit. Except it's way more rhythmic and way more like in your face than Bjork ever really does. Even though Bjork's very in your face. It's just a different different in your face you know yeah and i mean there's it, it's only like punctuated at certain points because i don't think that she wanted to go full out at all she only wanted to like be like all right here check this out now we're gonna we're gonna tone it back and she, she like, like she made two like new wave anarcho feminist punk anarcho punk albums on crass records like you don't need to do more abrasive stuff you know not that not that kukul's like super abrasive but like she 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 handled that that was that was fine there was an abrasive odd artsy type of thing from her you know and it it, it comes out little by little here and there it's nice it's nice it's okay yeah i'm blown away like this is why i love doing this podcast as a i get to learn that I hate you two, but then also <laughs> learned that I like Bjork. <laughs> Do you know like, what I, you know what I learned? Uh, uh, that Bjork and the Sugar Cubes opened for you two on the pop tour, and that was kind of one of their uh, introductions. Even though they were already known in the U.S., but that was kind of like their introduction yeah, to the like the international. For you two, uh, the, the Sugar, Sugar Cubes. Cubes. Oh. Yep. Which of the two I'd rather watch the goddamn sugar cues because yep. fuck you. Fuck Bono and fuck the edge. Yep. Just don't like the music more than I anything. Don't. But I like, want I want this yeah, whole podcast to whole, just be like listen to that whole episode dope ass, long fuck career ass women. Just like Amy Mann and Bjork and <laughs> every single time we like when we listen to Kate Bush, I was like, What have I been doing wrong? I'm just saying every musician that's been good that I've really enjoyed at this point it's Bjork and Kate Bush are the top of the list for like Dude, Bjork, acts I maybe was... I should have known but done didn't know have been the ones that have stood out to me. I mean I think the only other one that came out to me was Tom Waits that I've heard a few times previously, just never listened oh, to Oh and a lot. Boris. And Boris too, which is led by a female lead singer, so she was weird as hell too. <laughs> Tom Waits was obviously a man for me, but I think York was huge one. Be like, holy shit, what the hell? This is I I I added a shit ton of songs to my fucking library, so there's that. I don't do that very often with a lot of these uh, plays. Let's say uh, I have to add. So the shitty part is uh, a lot of times if I go for a run, I'll listen to something like knock out like an album on a run or something, depending on how long the album is, obviously. Uh, but to do so, I have to add the album to my library to access it from what I listen to on my on my run. Yeah. And then I have to remember to go through and delete off my library, which luckily they don't go off of my library as recommendations it's what i just stream off of on the other side which has already been fucked regardless <laughs> so i try to keep bon jovi i try to keep my li- oh fuck bon fuck it's just like you want to listen to bon jovi and you too and you're like no fuck and they're like how john about chumbalumba and you're like god damn it fuck john bovi dude john bovi is ridiculous bon bovi well yeah anyway bon- John Bovey can. So, what uh, you're saying, you're going to keep Bjork on there, or you're upset because it, it just gives you a bunch of like ambient shit while you're trying to run? No, I, her, I si- added a- her singing on top of herself. No, I, I added, but I added quite a few tracks to my. Yeah, that one. 
there there is a certain there is a lot of stuff with her just being like and then like another track of her being like and it goes on for a really long time and she's saying some weird shit on top of it yeah a lot of those ones you take with her in the artistic sense not in the i'm gonna listen to this regularly sense I know. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. one of those like you listen to that like, oh man, that, how is this going to get to the next cool track? I, I think you nailed it with some of that. Very similar to her video visual side is that is something that's playing in an exhibit or something of for you know, like because I feel like she takes some of these things and, and breaks them out into that kind of thing anyway. So she definitely feels like an artist that would be like have an exhibit for i mean she did anyways for which one which one did she have the vr thing it wasn't biophilia oh i don't remember volt was it was it that one i feel like utopia had some weird shit happening with it too though like some kind of interactive thing vr basically like art exhibit with things related to the album so i mean she is not she's like to dive into that kind of shit she's not afraid to just fucking make an album completely acapella but still like with fucking throat noise vocalists like who the fuck does that like (laughs) you know what i mean like she's uh, like if uh it's like if yoko ono was a little more musical or like if yoko ono got blended with like madonna or something like that, you know, with a little bit of so jazz singer actually, in there too. So Yoko Ono, if she actually had talent in that sense. Well, like kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, yeah. No, uh, Yoko Ono has a lot of talent actually, and I will defend Yoko Ono like a motherfucker up and fucking down. Uh, you would, oh, you would not fucking do. There is some dope ass fucking Yoko Ono uh, shit out there. I am not on the ballpark uh, about her breaking up the Beatles, so I don't hate her in that sense, but at the same time I've just never been a big fan, but whatever. Her her whole shit is like to the wrong audience, man. I think everybody that, you know, like when you go to listen to Yoko Ono and you're thinking about the Beatles, that's like your first problem. Right. Like not you necessarily, but like most people, yeah. Because like, Like, that's that's the kind of stuff that's also like supposed to be played in a fucking, uh, a gallery somewhere or some like abstract coffee house type of shit. So, uh, and I really do respect uh yoko ono quite a bit artistically for she for seems, her audio she seems to fit into like into like the 1970s 80s like bizarre japanese art like she's like it's really like tough to listen to you know in yeah i mean it's not it's not geared towards i mean the beatles are like pop geniuses like but yeah not, no she like she they, definitely wasn't trying to do any song structure most of the time even when she did strong songs it wasn't like like bjork it wasn't you know she wasn't trying to sing nice she wasn't trying to give you a good song bjork does that bjork does that artistically heavily in that fucking this is like this is gonna be in a gallery you know this is an expression of myself but there is this there's like a couple of really cool like 70s yoko ono albums where she's with like a like a like kind of like a garage psych band type of thing and um it's cool they're cool stuff i can't fly i think one of them's fly and there's like one before it's some good stuff um there's some not so good stuff too all i can say is man it's a little upsetting when i don't like the band at hand like uh which is surprising 
because uh, I think, uh, well, I know my wife was a little bit bored near the end. Of, uh, definitely gets, more on the campaign side. Because I think the last two albums don't really change a whole lot. Like You scrub through and it's still very similarly structured. Uh, maybe add a little bit more... Like, uh, dude, her single with all those like bird sounds and animal and insect sounds that that's like her single, and that's the music video, and it's super weird off of the last one off Utopia. Like, that shit wasn't ambient, that was just eccentric. Well, there's that (laughs) side too, yeah, but there is a lot. Uh, well, her last one, Utopia, isn't really ambient. I, I, I should clarify that, yeah. It's just, it's, it's almost got that like Zanny sound to it, you know what I'm saying. Like, not quite, but, like, that, like, modernized electronic, like, uh, I don't know, like, down-tempo, but it's not down-tempo. I don't know well, what the fuck you call Fulnicular it. is the one that definitely got really ambient. Uh, Biophilia had some ambience, but she broke it up uh, pretty decently. That was the one that I had. I scrubbed a few songs and was like, well, fuck that. I better just listen to the entire thing without scrubbing now because each song fucking changed at some point. Uh, and then I went back to the original tempo or or stayed in whatever state. But, like, uh, uh, Vanicula was the one that I think was definitely just straight up ambient. Like, one track started, maybe her vocal pattern changed a little bit. But the melody and just the, the, the tone was the same across the board. You're like, okay. This is definitely one I could see... A cool art video with, which I think there might may have been. But. I want to say that one was, but I don't know. There's probably a bunch of them with with this woman. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel there's yeah. a lot of footage that she probably has related. Yeah, I feel to like there's a bunch album. of like random weird projects all over the place. Well, said, you know what? I missed something. What is country creatures? Oh no, I didn't. No, it's just it's just a remix EP with the, that Fever Ray. I did listen to some of that. That stuff was okay. You know, uh, her remixes were good. I like like the only other band I could think of that does remixes like that, and I think Bjork's were better as Nine Inch Nails. Dude, I, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed some of the remixes. Uh, that's why Homogenic. I laughed because uh, had that one song Jorga or Yorga, however you pronounce it. Uh, it was it was in my head even the original mix the album mix, but I honestly think that maybe it got in my head because I also listened to the remix album of that album, which had like six other tracks of that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of drilled in there now. Yeah, I was very like, oh, maybe that's why it was in my head for a little bit. There was, the vocals. I feel like there was. Pretty- Pretty much unchanged. Well, for a little bit, but yeah, it was all the beats. Some of them there were pretty was, sick, though. There was a one song that I literally couldn't listen to. It's something about like heaven or angels or something, and it's like real slow and like. If it was a slow one, it probably wasn't theatrical. Yeah, I skipped that. Like, that was one that I really. I can't. I, I can't remember. I think maybe it was on Biophilia too, but Biophilia still, every, everything else is fine. Dude, Dude I'm surprised Fury. Bjork and the Knife slash Fever Ray didn't do more shit together because, like, that seems like, duh, like an, an, an well, obvious Well, it was 2019. Extension. 
So 2019. They did that that remix of the song, but I'm just saying that like I'm surprised that like that at some point they didn't didn't fruition more. Yeah. I mean, the knife's been around since er the early 2000s, and then they broke up whenever, but late 90s even. Well, right when he was in the middle of talking, he just dipped out. Yep. Whatever, Robert. Just don't don't finish talking. Just fucking you know leave the chat. Yeah, like I know. Ruin the whole I, thing. Way to I'm, go. I'm just ruin everything. Podcast is over now. You're supposed to wait until you finish your statement before you mic drop, bro. Look, I just saying that it surprised me that those weird Swedes didn't work with that weird Icelandic lady at all or a little more than they did. Like that's all I'm trying to say because the, the knife slash fever ray is amazing, goofy, weird, like Swedish challenging pop music and they're like uh, they're dope and uh they do a similar style of music and they also have a political leaning that seems to align with her it just seems like their stars would have aligned and they're like you know from a similar spiritual vein as far as i'm considered concerned but whatever dreams man this country makes it hard to fuck is awesome (laughs) yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good it's pretty awesome did you did you listen to the the fever ray album any of that that was on there the the actual not the remix without bjork it's okay it's okay it's not it's just whatever i i listened to the first one with the weird like the gothic looking woman like on the cover and, like, that's black what that's from drawing oh what black that's and the, white the, no that's the early that's the first one that's the, the 2019 i would think is the second album but yeah it's wrong. the it's the one where she's got the like goth like black metal writing but it looks like almost like blood like a, yeah, on yeah, her yeah. Face. No, I didn't listen to that one. I'm talking about the first, the self-titled Fever Ray is the one I I heard and I I enjoyed it well enough. I mean, the knife has always been hit or miss for me, but also same. probably because I haven't put the same time into it as I have other acts, you know. But yeah, Desperate is the best album though. That's and I'm just gonna put my money on that. I don't. I mean, for me personally, for my stylistic. Uh, feelings and the way that i listen to music vespertine was the album i love i think that she does a really good job job of having her first track be a really great track so i mean that's the i feel like that's the way you're supposed to draw people in but still like her first tracks always get me i think hidden place is tight Uh, really good for Uh, me it's it's a split between homogenic and vespertine for me i think uh there's a couple really good tracks on uh homogenic but I think overall, Vespertine had a little bit more, edged it out a little bit more. I, uh, for me, I think like, like if if somebody who didn't like avant-garde music was asking me, I would tell them Vespertine is my one of my favorites, uh, and that they should probably listen to debut and post and homogenic before getting into that type of stuff if they would yeah. prefer a more structured post, dance type sure, of music. Um, but get used to this shit for first, me fucker. for me uh medulla and and the drawing restraint nine were drawing restraint nine is straight up just like the kind of album that i like uh you put it in the headphones and it's bizarre and uh there's not necessarily a lot of song structure it's real stripped back and weird medulla is also stripped back and weird but it has some really cool stuff with the with the vocal stuff and i was really let down back when it came out because they said that mike Patton was on it Mike Patton was on it yeah. and uh at the time mike Patton was doing really like avant-garde like like a phantasm type of shit uh and and you know like 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 Mr. Bungle had just broken up. It was it was prime Mr. or Mike Patton type of shit. So 
his appearance on there isn't really strong it's not really you catch it on the one song really i mean he might be on a second one but as like samples or something it's mostly a sample so i just you know i never got into it re-listening uh i really really enjoyed it um so medulla would probably be the one that i would say is overall my favorite i think or vespertine between those two aside from the drawing the drawing restraint which is kind of a weird art piece the last track of medulla fucking threw me like hard i was like all right, this is fucking cool as shit. Like, the beat was dope. Like, her singing is always top-notch. Like, like uh, I, don't know how, the... I don't know how she fucking pulls, like, slow, melodic singing sometimes over, like, a, a decent rhythmic beat. You know what I mean? Like, but it fucking works. And you're just like... Dude, Medulla had Franciscan monk-style, like, yeah. chanting yeah. in the background, which was yeah. fucking dope. Like, yeah. Well, that was also, that was a time right then, like, so Vespertine was kind of like the introduction of the, like, Aphex Twin stuff, which is also what kind of Radiohead was doing at the time. So there was, like, that kind of, like, similar trip-hop, but, like, IDM type of trip-hop. And then, like... Apple kept trying to refer to me to Radiohead after uh, Vespertine and a couple other Well, there's that Tom York song on one of the albums, too. One of them, as soon as as the album ended, it went into uh, In Rainbows, and I was like, But then there was kind of, like... (laughs) Like, Mike Patton had this, like, like, flash in the pan of people in the, like, 2000s period, like, you know, 2010s, I guess, early 2010s, and people being like, whoa, Mike Patton's actually dope as fuck, right? And uh, then, like, all of a sudden this album came out, and it was still Bjork doing the, like, sort of trip-hop, experimental, glitchy type of thing with like a little bit of Mike Patton voice to it, which was kind of, I think a lot of Mike Patton fans were like, Oh fuck, I wanted the crazy metal shit. But yeah, uh, going back, it was great for me. I, one thing we didn't talk about either was, uh, uh, Selma songs, um, the uh, soundtrack from dancer in the dark, which I I think Robert, you might've been talking about how you didn't necessarily, how you liked the earlier stuff before all the string stuff to some degree how homogenic yeah. before yeah and for me yeah. like the the selma song stuff a is a great album all the way through and i think it's for me it was one of the parts where it was like okay this is a mature album this is her stepping away from all of that fucking like i don't man i'm okay with house beats and shit but like it's not what i'm trying to listen to necessarily and i i really do enjoy like, again listen to debut debut is a perfect album almost and it yeah, still doesn't so, change the fact that like not necessarily always what I want. And when I think Bjork, I, I don't necessarily, it's not that she's bad at that, but she excels at the other stuff. And uh, even with the glitchier trip hoppier type of stuff is, is more up her alley. I, I feel so uh, Craig just disconnected the little fuck. He gave up. He, said he gives a shit. Over. I don't care. We're about done anyways. Fucking, uh, Sel- yeah, no, Selma songs, Selma songs was interesting, but also like it, because it's specifically, I didn't take it as seriously. A drawing restraint nine and uh, Selma songs are soundtracks, and that's yep. a different medium and it's a different space. And I and I think of them differently. So like listening to drawing restraint nine and Selma songs, I was like, I need to see these films uh, to see how they're represented. And sure, so yeah. for me, like they, they were enjoyable yep. enough albums. And I focused on drawing restraint number nine because you mentioned how much you liked it. But Selma songs just sort of washed over me, and I just remember it being. Uh, I, made it, I made it so. halfway through Selma songs before I realized it was, it was a soundtrack and then I, I, I think I have the same mentality I was like oh 
it's a soundtrack. Well, that's a different ball game. Like, like especially in, in an artistic sense, which uh, in, in, in those settings are more to a score than a soundtrack. I would associate just creating a mood for a space is different right. than creating a mood for your ears. Yeah, but these are uh, for the for that though for the Selma songs. They are more song structure with like singing and stuff in them. And, right, uh, but, but that's and, where and, and it, it falls it's more in like line an between EP. a soundtrack and a score because I feel right. like, and it's like there's really it's good more like an EP. It's only seven songs. As score as well. Yeah, and I feel like that that's where this was going. And, right, and, and if that's what's happening, then I I agree with Robert in the sense that you I, should see. I, it. I almost felt I need to see the movie to get the feel of what this is going because i remember specifically the second track there's like paper machine sounds in the background it's like yeah it was the one that i thought was very pink floyd it's like it was like it was almost like it was maybe a scene from the film in the movie and like like a copy machine is running like a copy machine's just running and running and running and that and i think that that was the moment that pulled me out of it from the listener point and was like is this something that's happening in the film that's being used as a part of the music and is something that's like an Amelie type it? of thing? Yeah. yeah, and in that like in a lot of ways and because Bjork is so talented, it would make in order for her to make a a standalone piece on the one hand, right? We're talking about this as a standalone piece of music, but sure. also as a piece of music that incorporates the movie itself. I would think that she would probably use elements from both. And so I, that moment I mean, drew me into contemplating the, 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 the sounds of the music and the, the album and itself why? as and something like a, separate from being music and something that was being a part of a piece of art. So it's like, a, it's, it's, it's why I couldn't that listen sense. to, uh, that's why I couldn't listen to the tenacious D's, the pick of destiny without watching the movie first, man. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just going to say real quick, uh, the soundtrack to Amelie, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It doesn't matter. If anybody knows that movie knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, absolutely fucking love it. And I listen to it all the time, even though it yeah. doesn't have the fucking, uh, the soundtrack the mo- for the Eternal Sunshine it. of the Spotless Mind as well. But I also yes, know the movie but, and I can but see Amel- it. But Amelie does that but shit where like the scenes bring the fucking scene. rhythm and stuff like that. Yeah. They play so, with the scenes. They really like even... I mean, there there may be a few movies. Amelie's I can't think of anything yeah. in the ho- offhand that use maybe like more pop or tr- like uh, known songs to drive that feeling. But... I don't feel there ever are on the artistic side. Like if it happens, it's more like, like what a war scene. Cause you're fucking rolling in with fucking flight of the Valkyrie or some shit. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't have the same I conveyance think- as bridging a soundtrack to, to a, a score, <laughs> which I mean, which- I, I do think that you're bringing up a good point though, Crowder, that if, if you're you can you can listen to some of these pieces really easily standalone. Like if I'm listening to the Eternal Sunshine soundtrack, I am not listening to Mr. Blue Sky or the Beck song. I'm listening to just the produced tracks from I can't remember John Bryan, who's super dope and produces dope ass. Well, anyways, he he he's the I one that does the, like he does the music in the album for for the movie that's not like individual tracks and like that's what i listen to when i listen to the soundtrack i'm not listening to selected songs for a moment in the movie i'm listening no you want to the soundtrack he, pieces not exactly. the fucking songs literal, the literal music written for the for the movie yeah. so therein lies that terminology between a score and the soundtrack 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the and, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I don't mean to be like whatever on it, but like that is a huge deal. Like, no, no, the score, score, the score is that underlying. They, they music wrote it. That drives <laughs> that, that a... the the feeling of every scene. That is a piece of orchestrated just, music yeah, that was exactly. scored specifically to fit for the music. this film. Wes Anderson does soundtracks and, and that are really yes. powerful. And right, yeah. um, Bjork does scores and John Bryan does scores and these movies yeah. are scored. I get you. I get you. I, uh, uh, so, so what's the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has a has a soundtrack. <laughs> you but know what I mean? Half the score to that movie the way it works. You know what I mean? It's sure, yeah. but there is a, but there really is a score as well. Like that—that's the stupid part. Is like, I can't think is... of—I can't think of uh, a specific kink song without thinking of fucking Bill Murray chasing a train from uh, the beginning of Darjeeling Limited, like because of the choice of track, you know, like. Well, that's, that's a good like, soundtrack, then. Yeah, like, it, it, but I'm saying, yeah, like that's a, that sort of artistic choice is an I'm, artistic choice, but. I'm glad that Wes Anderson, uh, his movies are at least tasteful enough where the soundtrack choices don't ruin the song for me. Because could you picture like what what song is that? Is that um uh ah fuck me god damn what it. song is what the song you're talking about oh, the kink uh, song tomorrow maybe tomorrow is what it's called. But like you know, putting like a kink song to like I don't know National Treasures with fucking Nicolas Cage, oh. it would be silly, you know. Like it would be like, oh fuck, man, come on, this you guys, time you tomorrow, just, yeah, this time tomorrow. You know, like you just fucking threw this fucking kink song into this fucking movie. That's like, God, all right, I didn't need that. You should have used some ACDC or something. He's jumping from an airplane with the fucking, you know, explosions like, going off or something. Those. I don't yeah. know. I never watched like the movie. The, uh, that's just what I assume. What's what's the what, what's the song in um. Fucking what's the movie with Bill Murray? Uh, with Ground the leopard? With, no, with the leopard shark. It's uh, still Wes Anderson. Yeah, it's Steve Sizu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Life Aquatic. The Life with all Aquatic. the David. With all when, the David. When, when they're actually oh. in the water, and it's that. Uh, what, what, what's that fucking band? Uh, Star Star of the Fear or whatever. I don't. I'm butchering the name. I mean, but I the remember song, that but the song because of Sweet George. And the song, I don't remember the song. The song when they're in. The, oh, dude. The fucking uh, Portuguese covers of the David Bowie songs are so fucking good. phenomenal. They're absolutely that. Oh, they, there's a whole go. album just of those, and I, I will not lie if I listen to that for a long. I don't even. Speak but that Portuguese. artistic choice was like a very so specific decision by Wes Anderson yep. to include in his film. You know, like ha- he like have the 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 guitarist and have David Bowie like. Like life on Mars when it plays and they're he's like shooting guns Dude, on the beach like it's but it's amazing. in Portuguese and if you know David Bowie I was in, oh. like the first time I watched that movie I was sitting there like with my brother and we both turned to each other like stoned as hell like that's fucking David Bowie we were both like oh shit in the entire movie we were both like we were like trying to like guess the song as he started each time to like. Playing it on on classical guitar, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so dope. That movie's so amazing, but that fucking song when they're underwater and that big leopard shark thing, like, uh, it's that 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 song. I can't remember the name of the band, but they're like, uh, they're a European band too, and that that is super powerful when that Ooh. song plays. Like, man, the soundtrack, the soundtrack listing. For fuck on Wikipedia for the sound for uh, Life Aquatic, 
It's got like a fuck ton of Mark Mothersburg and Devo. And then I don't, it's got the guy that did all the, yeah, and Devo, but, and it, it's got all, it's got the guy that did all the fucking, uh, David Bowie stuff, but like, I can't find what you're talking about on here. Maybe it's one of those songs that didn't, didn't make it onto the fucking playlist or something. Cause that, that happens a lot, a lot of, a lot of times they'll pick like 12 songs and there was like 24 songs in the movie or some shit, you know? I mean, Wes Anderson is all about nostalgia and does a really good job. I think he just makes a. I think he has he curates a good soundtrack for his films. And I really like his movies. movies. I really really like his movies. I'm perfectly oh, yeah, fine with too. them. I, uh, even the ones that you would say were mediocre Wes Anderson movies. That's like great. That's good. Cool. I'll watch it. They're, uh, they're at least unique once. and interesting to watch. Uh, Sigur Rose. I don't know how to pronounce that. Ross. Oh, Sigur Ross. Sigur Ross. Super cool Zero. song. Oh, is that the? I, I know. I've always known that, like the band. I've heard a lot of them, but I've, it's one of those stupid ones. That I, I never ever know how to pronounce that. <laughs> so. Aren't is, they Icelandic as well? And doesn't he have I wanna, magic Icelandic? Like the the, the language they use. It's a fake language. language. Yeah, yeah. It's like magic Icelandic, or I feel like they're from Iceland. I want to say they're from Iceland. Is it the? Could, is it? It's got to be the ooh song, right? That's because that's like yeah. their only hit song, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the like. No yeah. way, they had a few. Well, no, it depends how much you get into them, but uh, I think most people know them for the song in in uh, the Life Aquatic. Uh, they they had a they had a moment from like two thousand five to two thousand eight where like their their albums were critically acclaimed and darling and even mainstream. And they did this song called Gobbledygook, which I think Phil some people might know as well. Hobby into a profession. But, Why is it doing that? Oh, come on. Sigur Ross dude, is okay. Sigur Ross, dude. I, I saw them live, and they I, I love that band. I think that they're great to just put on in the background. Like, I would no, study they're, to them. But, no. um, they're, they're, when they're, they're, they're live set, I just felt like I was listening to the same song for, like, 60 minutes. And I was like, I'm bored. And I mean, like, yeah, I you that, know. Yeah. Yep. Normally, you do, like Sigur Ross doesn't bang out. It's not like they're hard, you know. Like no, it's like post rock, like ambient post rock shit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's on the and it's on the more ambient side of post rock. It's like it's like even slower than like explosions or something. And even it, you can say explosions go somewhere, but like it takes seven to ten minutes for them to like one of my favorite tracks that they do is like a ten minute track, and it finally gets there at like minute number eight, you know. I don't think that is the Sigur Ross song I'm talking about. Maybe I'm well, not talking about Sigur Ross. Who knows? I, I smoke I know a lot of marijuana. About. I know that. That's Sigur Ross, right? Yeah, I think uh, so. I mean, they do a lot of that. I mean, you can't understand what he's saying because he made up his own language. So, Jonesy. That's what, you know, people do. <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> normal, like stable yeah. people, regular the people Iceland, do. The big Icelandic groups Buckle. are weirdos, huh? Have you ever listened um, to uh, Magma? I think I think is the the prog rock band that's all fucking made uh, up I'm, I'm, language. I'm a big Fire Saga. Magma? I'm a big fan of Fire Saga. I don't know it. F- Fire, uh, Fire Saga. They're the band from that Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Bjork is not worse than 311. And oh, Bjork fuck is by 80s. Yeah, no. yeah, Bjork's probably the best uh, artist we've had on here. Oh my god, dude! There is no way she's worse than through that. In fact, I was just telling my brother-in-law because I I was talking about how listening to Bjork, and he was like, "Oh, really? Is that how's that going?" I was like, "Well, there's fucking no way she's worse than 311." I'll tell you that much. Like, (laughs) any fucking album 
I could I would r- probably rather put on than than, than a three. Oh album. yeah. So absolutely, you could randomly put on anything she put on, and it would be yeah. And I'd uh, still rather listen to that than all anything. mixed up. I mean, you could tell it could be a remix. It could be a remix by 311, but it's Bjork still, so I'd be better than 311. Like, I can't really think of the situation in which, you know, like, 311 would be better even. Like, if you could teleport yourself back in time to 1998 and be skating a little more appropriate to have 311 playing, but otherwise... uh... Yeah, but you might be fucking on, like, a progressive, like, new route listening to Bjork and all that shit. Then all of a sudden... Dun, you know what I mean? Dun, 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 360. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, that's about like, the same time as the Blue album, right? 95 was when, like, or 96 was when they released their, like, 311 released Maybe. their, like, biggest hit, I feel like. In my mind. Yeah, 96 I, no was going back self-titled, to, yeah. Self-titled came out in 96, I do believe, yeah. All, All mixed, mixed up, up. Down. I don't know what to do. <laughs> All mixed up. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Next thing you turn around and see that. Nineteen ninety-five is blue album. Oh, one year. Which is the same year as Post. I'm so glad I get to say this. This at the end of this episode today. Bjork is one of the best artists I've ever heard. She's so much better than Three Eleven. Wow, wow, wow! I can't believe Bjork. I want to see her dress up and just like Dude, shout at me in Icelandic. I'm so, so thanks, upset. Super I'm cool. so <laughs> upset that when I was younger and I remember watching the whole thing with her wearing the swan dress that I was like, okay. And now I look back like this bitch is fucking cool as hell. And she was fucking pulling shit. And people were just like, oh, you're not Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. Fuck off. And you're like, look back now and you're like, man, dude, this bitch was like, Light years ahead of shit. And that was fucking back then. Um, so Bjork fucking A, dude. I it, it's I didn't think I would I don't know. Like that's why I love doing this shit, because maybe I'd come out like in a song or two or whatever, or hating somebody. You <laughs> too, Bon Jovi. Uh or come out fucking yes. thinking People are fucking Yeah, Bjork, Bjork's so. pretty cool. Uh, that's about so. what I got for you. Bjork, Bjork's, Bjork's cool. I had more, but like, let's just, whatever, it's fine. It's good. It's really good. It was better than I remember it being. Uh, it's, it's, re- she's, well, she's, she's uh, start... really impressive as far as like well, incorporating think... new ideas and technologies. Uh, it's thoughtful. It's artistic. It's atmospheric. It can be dancey. There's an occasion for all kinds of Bjork and pretty much everything that Robert said, except I want to see her screaming at him in Icelandic and then uh, try to punch him while paparazzi take pictures and she screams about leaving her children alone or something like that. Uh, yeah, no, I just did. Oh, she's been known to do that. Uh, we never got onto that, did we? Yeah, yeah she's, you know, punch the yeah, paparazzi. That, fuck them. That's uh, cool. she's <laughs> with nice. like camp, cameras rolling. She also, uh, she, apparently, she had like super down with like app developers to like like make apps specifically yeah. for her, so she could just plug instruments into her I, uh, iPad I, and just. I bet Bjork has Dogecoin. Shit. Like that's that's what I'm gonna cool say. As hell. But, 
Yeah. I'm not even investing yeah, buy, at this yeah, point. Please, please buy, some, go buy Dogecoin. some Dogecoin, please. Please buy a lot of Dogecoin. Just go buy fuck tons of Dogecoin. I have plenty already. Uh, <laughs> Scrooge Buck duck that shit. Just Scrooge Buck duck it. Like, I need just to dive in I, yeah. from around. Just wait a little while. If it keeps going up, it's going to be great. It's going to be fucking great. It'll be fucking fine. If we see Bitcoin numbers, I will shit on the floor and roll. Like, I don't even care oh, anymore. Christ. Nobody. Dude, I need a fraction of Bitcoin numbers, you know? Bitcoin, yeah. Insane, What's like, Bitcoin's at like 64,000 or something? Yeah, like, that's at 36? Insane, I don't know. Dude. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. It's pretty <laughs> no, it, it plunged 10K. It plunged yeah. 10K. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's at fifty. Ridiculous. Anyway, or fifty-four or something. Fifty-six. That's still insane, though. Yeah, Bjork's good. Well, Bjork. That was fun. And uh, so, what? Bjork next week we're uh, gonna be talking about some uh, Disneyland in the dark or after dark. Disneyland after dark, right? Some dads. Yeah, and maybe we'll have some, a review in between there. We'll find out. We'll so, uh, anybody listening, you know, I'm just calling it. We're going to say uh, tune back in next week right. for D- Dad. <laughs> Dad. Why <laughs> <laughs>